ain't no right. There's a small bit of a needle there. But come on, Mayo, you've got to get Andy Moran into the game. Listen between them, and now they're really roaring. And I can tell you, tell you, that there won't be a cold milk to declare for at least a week. There were 22 seconds of injury time left when Ryan Wiley carried the ball into the Tyrone half. His team were a point down, and he saw a gap. Two Tyrone players were standing near the referee, Niall Cullen, and beside them were Monaghan players. But all of them were walking away from where the ball was, as if the ball didn't matter. Ryan Wiley is to... Rory Began is to Ryan Wiley's right. He sees a channel wide open, and he sprints. But Wiley doesn't give the ball to Rory Began, because he now himself accelerates. Suddenly, he's right up against the 45-metre line, and it's obvious that Monaghan have a brilliant chance to get an equaliser and to force extra time in a classic Ulster Championship match. Wiley slips the ball to Carl O'Connell. He brushes past a harmless Tyrone tackle. He changes the angle of his run and he slips the ball to Kieran Duffy. And Carl O'Connell keeps going. And this matters because he keeps Con Kilpatrick busy. Duffy almost immediately, now he has the ball, slips a hand pass to Rhino Tools. Rhino Tool is in his first Ulster Championship match and he's made it up the field from wing back. He catches the ball on the Tyrone 14 metre line, about 10 metres to the right of the goals. He takes two steps and he looks up and he takes those steps. And he has two choices. Does he drive the ball over the bar or does he hand pass the ball across the goal for Carl Gallagher to slap it into the net? And he does neither. He takes neither choice. Instead, he cuts the most beautiful right-footed shot low and left of Niall Morgan. Behind, Mar Nor behind Morgan, the net dances a little jig and Rhino Toole has scored a goal that he will carry with him for the rest of his life. Tyrone are beaten and Monaghan have found a new way to defy the odds. We are two weeks in and this championship is already great fun. You're very welcome to the Irish Examiner Gaelic Football Show, which we are recording just after Monaghan have knocked Tyrone out of the championship. My name is Paul Rouse and I'm joined today by the former Mayo footballer and manager James Horn, by the former Fermanagh footballer and fated manager of many teams, most, most recently uh, Wattie Graham's the Glen Maliki O'Rourke, and by Morris Brosnan of the Examiner. James, what would you have coached Rhino Tool to do as he received that ball in his hand in the dying embers of a game. Well, um, yeah, I thought about this afterward, you know, because it was that situation one down through on goal. I think he was playing cornerback at the time. Niall Morgan, you thought had the near post covered, you know, so you, so so you were looking looking at it. But my philosophy always was rightly or wrongly, there's only one time in a game. And you can ask any players that I've coached this. One, one time the game should hand pass it over the bar. And that's when you're three points up and it's the last play of the game to make it a two-score game. Other than that, you go for goal. You go for goal. No exceptions. No, ex You go for goal, no exceptions. You, you, you go for goal. Because I found through, through, through various games, etc. If if and I'd be interested in Maliki's on this. I can see Maliki looking up to the sky here. But if, if you have a team or players that aren't sure or if they should go for something or not go for or commit or not commit. I think you have a bit of doubt there. And when doubt comes, a bit of tentative comes. 
and they mightn't go for the juggler. Um, you know, that three points in the, in the game, look, it depends on timing and everything else. But my philosophy always was, goal chance, you go for it. You back yourself and you take it. Because I think that's the mindset you need in games, that you're going for your courageous opportunities there. You go for the maximum, etc. As I said, the only exception is last play of the game and you're, you're, you're three up, you hand pass it over to, to make sure. That'd Maliki. be my take. Maliki. Yeah, I can understand Jim's uh, point of view, and exactly what he's saying is you do you don't get that many of those sort of one v one opportunities or, or that many clear cut goal chances in a game, and when you do get them, you want to have that sort of mindset that you really go for the jugular. Now, having said all that, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when when I saw him going through, my immediate instinct was pop it over the bar. Yeah. And you get yourself extra time. Um, now, I saw him doing it in in, a, in in one of the other National League games a wee while back. He did exactly the same thing and, and, and scored a very similar goal. Someone, I actually heard some of the commentators after the game too, actually wondering, did he, did he know what the score was? <laughs> the, the game was so frenetic. And he he might have actually thought that, that you know, there were a point behind. Isn't that right? There were a point behind. And he made the thought that there actually two that, that a point was no good. I, so I don't know. He, only he knows that. But uh, I, 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 I still was surprised when, he, when if he did know the score that he, that he went for the, the goal. But there's no doubt that it, he, he got a massive reward for it. I, I so so I'm delighted for Ryan O'Toole. He played for UCD last year in the Sigerson Cup. Totally committed. Um, a really honest, hardworking, plays for the team footballer. I would be astonished if he didn't know what the score was. I'm sure he went for it. And I'm it's it's I I can't believe he went for it. I'll be straight about it. I can't believe it. I take your point, James. I do take your point. But to me, there were two options. If you watch this back in the video, there was a there was a hand pass ball across to, to where Gallagher is, and it's a slap-in goal. But because he's being left by I think McNamee, maybe by Hempsey, but but, yeah. but most likely McNamee. But he totally he totally did Niall Morgan. I'm astonished. Homer done twice down those angles. I thought I thought the one the first goal. I I I actually cannot believe that 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 O'Hanlon was let do what he did for the first goal by Myler. Like Myler just got totally done up for the first goal. The possibility, Paul, just and I haven't watched it back, but I remember thinking at the time, I think it was Niall Sludden was actually the last defender. And Niall Sludden actually committed himself slightly towards Kieran Duffy. Yes, and for that, the hand pass. He did. And that then left, and then Ryan O'Toole actually found himself, you know, usually going in the gap, there's somebody putting you under pressure and you're, you, you, you've doubt in your mind. He was actually completely in on goal. So it wasn't a case he could have tapped it over the bar and over, but there was no one putting him under pressure. So it, it could have been just that that made up his mind from that that he he yeah. was there was nobody putting him under pressure. That it was just a, a shot that he felt he, he he could execute because there was no one really. Because once Niall Sludden went towards the ball, it left Kieran Duffy was able to put the ball in his path, and he was through and goal then with nobody nobody and there was nobody coming towards him either really. When when uh, Tyrone looked back at that clip though of that goal, um, there'll be some there'll be some uh, some shout I would say on Tuesday night when they watch that back. 
oh, you yeah. know, they were point up, right? And Rory Began came a long, long way with that ball, uh, unopposed. And then, as you said, he had the Carlo Connell and, and Drew Wiley. He, he, he had a lot of options. But if you if you freeze that, and from my recollection, if you freeze that frame, I think when he passed, when Carl passed, maybe to Kieran, or even just before that, there's five Tyrone players standing, and some of them are going away from the ball. Yeah, they're, absolutely. They're not covering the risk. They're 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 deviating to go man to man, which is very unlike Tyrone because they're very good at, at at shifting across to to cut off the risk. It's like they they were out of juice and they stopped it because. It was like, as Malik has said, it was one of the easiest sort of walk-in walk-in opportunities you'll get in in a game. You, you know, it was a, it was a free hand pass into a free man, um, almost. So, so Tyrone will not be happy with that. How that how the lead up to that goal was was shocking. Yeah, and uh, and there was, and I, again, I don't know, I remember who it was, but one of the Monon players actually ran towards was running towards Kieran Duffy, and as you say, James, the Tyrone defender. Went with him, mm. and yeah. that left the space yeah. there. Maliki, Maliki, it was it was Carl O'Connell who who after he had shipped the ball on to Kieran Duffy kept going right, and when he kept going, he engaged he 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 engaged Con Kilpatrick, yeah. who stopped Con Kilpatrick going on the cover across. He just right. got a hand on him. He just slowed him beautifully. And I think Paul, there might have been someone in the full four line actually came out towards them as well, and it took. That defender, yeah. one of the fullbacks, out of that space as well, took and, and took it, and, and, it's, and, it's, and probably, probably as James is is is, is saying that if he would have just said, "Here, let him go," yeah, but but they were they were probably they were probably thinking the time, you know, stopping the point rather than the, they probably <laughs> weren't really thinking of a goal at that stage. Yeah, no, agree. Morris, what did you think of the goal? Uh, I think it's a it's a ultimate testament to. There's kind of this little intricate as you can see, and as you've mentioned already, we're talking straight away after the game here. But you know, if you if you were to freeze frame, that's from a kick out. Tyrone's kick a point to go one up. The kick out, it's a free. Began has a ball and it's forty five. The last player, the player closest, the Monaghan's goal there is Karen Duffy. He's at the bottom of the frame in the left corner, and that means his run is delayed. So he is he's the last player. He's the last. So you've got fourteen players in front of him, and that's where Tyrone's priority is. You're trying to engage all those fourteen players, and he just hugs the touchline. And slowly but surely, every other player is starting to be engaged, starting to be engaged, and he just needs to carry that run. But it's a it's a deep run. It's also, I think, it's a testament to. Uh, I think this was a team. Like it definitely seemed that one or two said after the game, they talked about taking their chances and, and going for the throat. There was an unbelievable moment about ten minutes before that, and a generally astonishing moment where Monaghan are down. Jack McCarran wins a free in the thirteen yard line and goes short to Conor McManus to try and force a goal. McManus not only is that shot saved. Began misses the forty-five like that. To me, to, to me, I think it's an ultimate testament that if you were to put, pull a team from this game, Monaghan, they did not blink. Like they, their kick out was they kept going along even when they got picked off for that goal in the first half. They stuck with, with going along. They lost five kickouts in the first half. They only lost one in the second half, despite the mm. fact they stuck with what they were doing. They kept McCarran and McManus up even when it wasn't necessarily clicking. They took their goal chance when it was there. They, they just did not blink, and that is to me that goes summed up what why Monaghan won that game. Maliki, you were seven years in in that dressing room, or, or there there thereabouts. What are they like? <laughs> They're brilliant fellas, you know. And and that was one thing, you know, that I would have been very very surprised if they wouldn't have come out in the second half and put in a a, a big shift. 
you know, and I know in, in the first half they didn't play particularly well, and and I suppose the the wind had a had a part to play in that as well, and they were struggling a wee bit on the on the long kickouts and things like that. Um, but uh, you know, and and don't forget, Monon have are a number of players missing. You know, Niall Cairns who would be very key from this stage. Ryan McInnesby are both away at travelling this year. Darren Hughes had an injury. Uh, you know, Desi Ward, who's, who, who's who's a major player for them at the minute, wasn't able to play today either. So there's a lot of a lot of players missing. So you know, they nearly had an excuse at halftime to say this isn't our day. But I know Vinnie Corey and I know the boys around them. You know, I know the, I know the players, and uh, you know that that is that is that just sums them up. They they wouldn't you know they, they wouldn't. Hey, just accept that, and the the the, the came out and fought for it. And I thought the second half, you know, they're they're. I thought their kickouts were much better. I started. I thought the 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 created a lot more space. And Rory, once you once you create the space for Rory, he'll pick you out. And I, I thought it, it gave them a, a massive platform in the second half that they didn't have in the first. And then again, the they started to run at the Tyrone defence. And I thought Tyrone, you know, committed a lot of frees. I think that Monon maybe scored ten frees. You know, which which is is big, big. You know, and I thought Tyrone struggled when when they ran at them. You know, yeah. And I I um I kept an article that Carol Kane, Carol Kane, I think brilliant journalist, um with Definitely. the news. I I, re- I read uh I an article which I kept. Uh, he did a profile of you, Maliki, a few years ago, and he talked about how you had given the Monaghan players a card with a Zulu chant on it before, which said. Um, I won't do the. Uh, I won't attempt the the, the 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 Zulu on it. But it says, "Are you afraid of them?" No, we are not afraid. We want them, mm. and that seems to me to be the way Monaghan went out the second half. Yeah, I think so. And and I suppose in, in many ways, you know, they had nothing to lose either. You know, and that the, you know. Did you they think they were done at halftime? Not allowing for the fact that you know the character there, but did you think they just weren't quite good enough? I, I didn't really, to be honest with you, because I, I felt I, you know, I wasn't at the game. I was watching it. I, I wasn't at the game, but there did seem to be a fairly strong wind, and Monon looked to be. They, they were very efficient in the first half. So even though Tyrone had a lot of possession, they didn't really pull away, and and you still felt that that Monon were in the game, and that now I have to say, being honest about, it, I thought you know they were going to have to put in a big performance second half. I thought Tyrone looked, you know, to, to be they were obviously five up, and they looked to be going well, and they were on top in a number of sectors, and you know the the forwards were looking sharp. But but it, look at I suppose it didn't surprise me that Monon came back. But they still had a lot of work to do, and it's it's, it's all right saying that now. But uh, I thought look, I, th- I thought a lot of aspects of the game was much better in the second half, and then their energy levels, their intensity levels, and everything else lifted, which I wasn't surprised about because I, I just felt going in at half time they wouldn't have been happy with that aspect of the game, and that they would be they would certainly be coming out with a wee bit more fire about them, you know. Um, James, by contrast. What did you think of Tyrone in the second half? Yeah, I, I suppose where did overall, it, like where did where did it go wrong for Tyrone? Yeah, I, I look. I think overall it, it was a brilliant game. It was a brilliant game to watch. Um, I thought Tyrone in the first half were 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 excellent. Um, their their pace transition, everything they tried to do. There was no dead time on the ball. They were moving the ball on. There was no stand up solos. It was all very very efficient, very effective, very fast. They, they should have been. They should have been further ahead, uh, I, I think, in the first half. They took a few pot shots, McCurry, a few pot shots that he normally wouldn't take. Uh, 
Um, but but I thought I thought they were really good. Um, I did. I they did tire in the second half. Um, and and as Maliki says, Armanhan's energy was was very good. The runners, uh, Conor McCarthy, when when he went back to wing wing back, I think he yeah. caused untold damage. They didn't know what to great do switch, just a brilliant really, switch. Really, really good good switch. Um, that 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 had a big impact on the game. But I do think Tyrone came out in the second half. And, I, and look, and I might be picking on things here. I do think their attitude was different in the second half. The first two or three balls they got in the second half. Um, I remember Michael, and it's only small things sometimes because I think it was McKiernan got the ball. You know, this is two minutes into the second half, stood up, soloed with his right, soloed with his left, and overdid a pass with his left foot. I don't know if you remember this, and it sort of split two, two guys, and out came the modern guy, and it was a sort of a rallying sort of goal. I suppose what I'm looking at there is there was no need for him to play that pass. His left foot was the wrong pass to play for that type of pass, if you know. It was like he was overindulging on the ball a little bit. And I think the two or three passes before he got it, I felt it was the same with the Tyrone players as well, that they were overindulging a little bit. They were determined to slow it down. They were determined to move it back a little bit. Whereas in the first half, they were progressive with everything that they did. The speed they attacked with, what I haven't seen, seen from a team in a long time. So I think their mindset was different in the first half. The two of the first attacks, I think, were turnovers, were really good turnovers from Monaghan, where they drove forward into them, won them. And you could feel then momentum changing, um, energy from, from Monaghan, and away it went from there. Away it went from there. So, so I, I think there's, a, there's never just one thing in a, in a game. You know, that was the reason why there's always, a, you know, there's little things. But I think Monaghan were excellent in the second half, but I think Tyrone got caught at the beginning of the second half, where, where, where they were maybe overindulged a little bit. Morris, is there anything in the numbers in the game or in the in the reading of the game that you saw that would 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 stack that up? Um, talking immediately after the game about numbers is a is a fool's errand, really. But I do think if if, if you look at sources scores, just generally the fact that uh, the money got I think they got one eight after on kickout versus nine points. That's that was the key to again. We, we talked about. Began as a whole, as I thought, was was phenomenal. Like the kick pass he gave for the first goal. Oh, um, amazing you know, pass! Yeah, brilliant pass. You know, like the go back to that point earlier. I was trying to make about um the fine details within a game like this. Like that that goal is just such a such a high level play. Like this is when you see Intercon football played like that, it really shows the the potential of the game. Like that's he's kicking that ball into the, the corner. I know you can have your criticism of of Meyer, Paul, but he did throw him down the at least he showed him down the touchline. And you know, uh, McNamee is standing at the edge of the square there and. Nine times out of ten, he doubles up there. He goes to, to, to the to threat. But McManus sees what's happening before it's there and drifts off to the edge of the D. So he's on the outside. And if there's one man you don't want at the top of a D, it's Conor McManus. So McNamee has to go. So he vacates the square. He leaves that one area and Hannon beats his man, gets in on goal. Like it was just such a, a high level play. Small stuff that, that Monaghan did so well. You don't have the first play that you mentioned there, James, where it's a long ball in on top of Gallagher. It's turned over. They go up the other end. And it's a kick pass. Like so, there's two moments for me. That the very first attack from on in the second half, it's kicked into the edge of the square. Gallagher competes with it. It looked like he was actually pulled there by Quinn, but it just anyway. The, he went up the other end, and then there was that challenge where Hughes got actually he, he to come off injured, where he hit that shoulder. But two Monaghan players were down. That was on the edge of the square, and the other end of the field. One of them is Hughes. The other one is Gallagher. He's managed to make it from his own square back to the other end to get involved in that collision. I just thought that was was unbelievable. Going back to this idea of of their work rate. Another small thing after O'Hanlon's goal, the next play. That's um, uh, Mike McKernan kicks a long ball. He's trying to do the, that old play to one-on-one on the edge of the square. 
Um, and who's shepherding Myler out over the edge of D? It's O'Hanlon. He's back there doing that again. Like they were never willing to, to rest on their laurels. That's just kind of fine margins. So, and just to top it all off, then, Paul, I do think, uh, I don't know how Beckham didn't get man of the match, lads. I just, just the fact that he stuck with his kickouts. The, the thing about a press, to my mind, it's it's not really what it does about numbers. Like you, you can get caught up in numbers, it's what it does psychologically. Like if you, for that first goal, to concede off that from going long, a lot of goalkeepers would decide, let's play this safe, let's go short. And he just does not deviate from his plan, continues to go along. It pays off as the as number suggests. But th- that's on top of what he did from play. And particularly that final goal, like for begging to I think he realized there, I don't want to carry this run off O'Connell's shoulder here because I'm gonna I'm actually gonna end up clogging space. So he stops dead. He stops dead as that attack is going. Like that is just that's very intelligent play, as well as the, the incredible work rate and all that sort of stuff. I just thought it was a it was a really kind of high level game. Like I, I couldn't couldn't speak highly enough of it. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we got to touch on. Um, I'm sure we will, but but, but Conor McManus, lads. Um, yeah, just his like in the first half, it's, it's free taking. I mean, it's you know you can almost you know go go out and make the team come back. You know before he takes free, you know you, you just guarantee he's guaranteed to get it. Like his 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 level is, is unbelievable. And just he kept them going when they were they were you know they were in a tight spot in the in the first half. He kept it ticking over. You know they were never that far behind. He, he kept it in that that free that he took it was right on the edge of his in the second half, right on the edge of his parameters. He, he sent Fagan back, yeah. He sent Fagan back, and that was on the sort of wrong side for a right footed free taker, if you like. You know, just that little. It's only that five or ten yards over, but it, it makes it a harder kick. And he, he hit that. He had to hit that full 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 might. But I suppose to have that confidence and belief. Uh, to, to stick that one over, I, 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 I do think, and we, I know we talked about him before. I think he's a phenomenon. His accuracy is just is off is off the charts, you know. So some performance. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you, James. Obviously about about Connor, and the the one thing about that is knowing him when you saw him stand over that free, he wants that free. Yeah, that's the big thing. Yeah. It's not a case of of saying should I leave this to someone else. Is it? He wants that, and that's the beauty of him. In that, in, in that, to talk about the clutch moments, he really the freeze. He wants, he wants to be on the ball, and he wants to take that shot. And it's not, you know, it's, it's often time, it's not that often you get that that some people share that responsibility, but he never will. And and that's 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 what I suppose has made him the player he is. And you kind of didn't doubt he was going to kick it. It just it was one of those that it was it was it was it was an extraordinary strike. Can we talk about Tyrone for a minute? We will be talking about Monaghan again be, before to play Derry, but let's 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 talk about Tyrone Maliki. What do they do now? I suppose it was a, it was a big disappointment for him. There's no doubt about that. Um, I obviously live in in the county here, and and I would have felt the they would have felt that they were building up a wee bit of a head of steam and. I suppose after losing to Derry last year, they would have been hoping to to play them again. Um, I suppose you'll not know until the till the year ends. It's, it's everybody's sort of going into the unknown a wee bit with the new structure of the championship and 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 Tyrone have shown before going through the back door that it actually suits them. So Tyrone now have what maybe four or five weeks, and you know they're, they're going to end up in exactly the same place as a lot of the other teams. So it, I suppose it depends on on how the how the the work in the meantime and what it does to them, you know, mentally and everything else. But there's no doubt they'll they'll, they'll be very disappointed the other way. And and, and I, you know, I, I take James' point. And they're very small wee things, but just at the start of the second half, it, it looked as if they felt you know we can control this game. That they made it felt comfortable. And 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 just they didn't probably expect Monon to come out with with such ferocity, and it, it sort of caught them a wee bit. 
Uh, but the, the, you know, they look at a number of aspects of the game. The, the conceded, you know, the conceded uh, two seventeen. Um, you know, the the they weren't the they missed a lot themselves. The, the lot they conceded a lot of frees, scoreable frees, and things like that. There, so there's an awful lot of things to have to work on. There's no doubt they have the they have the players, they have the the talent. But uh, look at this evening now. They'll, they'll, they'll certainly have a, a period where they'll reflect hard on, on what went on, and, and uh, they have to improve. I, th- I thought it was extraordinary that they had thirty six attacks and got thirty four shots away out of thirty six attacks, which is an incredible work to, on one level. But still, you could see, I, like I think the I think the key goal was obviously the last goal was really important, but O'Hanlon's goal put. It just really put huge doubt into the game when I think Tyrone were, were a bit vulnerable. Um, Paul, Derry, Paul, sorry, just just kind of coming there on Maliki's point. I think it's I think it's an interesting one. Like Tyrone conceded ten points from freeze today, right? That's correct. I think eight, eight, More less, yes, eight yes. and Jack Jack got got two. Right, you're conceding that amount of scoreable freeze with Connor McManus on the team. It. It's insane. If you look a lot at a lot of those frees, there was Tyrone had numbers back. They had they had sufficient sufficient people. Like the the worst thing you can do when, when a free taker of that caliber is on the field is, is give them frees in scoreable positions. So so I, I think uh Tyrone's discipline in, in, in defense cost them the game ultimately with with that many. I, I'm not sure how many Monaghan conceded. Was it maybe three, four? Maybe yeah, I, th- I, th- I think it, it was the, a low the free number. Count was, the free count was thirteen to twenty-one, I think. But how many yeah, scores? Yeah, so I think they could see the very few. You know, so I, yeah. I, I'm amazed that like Tyrone did go very aggressive in their tackles, and in the, in, the, in the first ten or fifteen minutes, they were definitely setting setting thrown down the gauntlet, and they were, they were very strong and robust. And then the ref penalised them, but they didn't adapt to the ref and what he was blown for for, for fouls. So that's something that, that 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 definitely cost them, and they'll they'll, they'll need to look at. Yeah, and I would I would safely say there is no I would be very, very surprised if Derry will will concede that many frees against against Mon in the next day. Yeah. You know, Derry will set up in a different way. They won't be chasing they'll they'll be facing up and they'll and Monin will know that they'll they'll make it so much more difficult for Monin to get scores. I thought like Throne were re, were left themselves very open at times and, and uh and and it's the, the you know the conceded a lot of frees that that I certainly think Derry w- wouldn't do that. I liked what Eamon Fitzmaurice very early in the game said how much he was enjoying it, and then later on in the game he was just talking about how there'd been an abandonment of all structure in the mm-hmm. defences, no sweepers. It was just two teams, yeah. two teams going about. Are you impressed with Derry, Maliki? Yeah, Derry are are, are moving very well. Um, you know, the, those boys are playing with each other a long time now. They know each other's game inside out. Uh, their defence is, is is very strong. Um, you know, they're playing a sweeper and then Connor Lass is, is if you'd like, a, a sort of a holding midfielder or a defensive midfielder, you know, and the... the, the so their their defense is, is 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 very strong, and then going forward, you know the the, the particularly now when a lot of teams have packed defense, Derry's team play their their suppose their connection the forward line is very good. They're they're creating scores 
for each other. It's they're not depending on you know. I, I still thought Tyrone in the first half, even though they're going well, they're still depending on individual great individual scores. Like Dara Canavan got you know scored a few great scores. Darren McCurry. Derry's not necessarily getting that type of score. They're, they're, they're working through the hands. There's two or three different players moving and someone's popping over a score. The, you know, impressed with the way their, their forward line is moving and, and playing as a team. And, you know, they're, they're, they're going to be hard. Do you see them? Would you have been concerned, say, for example, the manner in which they lost against them? Would, worry, would, that, have, would that rung alarm bells with you? Or is that just one of those things you wipe on? Against Dublin? Yeah, in the league final. Yeah. Um, again, I, I suppose the way they concede the goals, they wouldn't be happy with that. Uh, it's, it's, it's funny that they conceded two goals yesterday and they conceded the goals against Dublin, and nearly all of them were Connor Glass had went off the field. Yeah. And Connor is definitely the, the fellow who, who anchors that. And it's it's something that a lot of people maybe don't don't necessarily see. And obviously, if the benefit of having playing with the club. And he does massive work. He's he's a tremendous worker, but he reads things very well. He doesn't. He's not looking to go back there to do the flashy things. He just gets in the right place. He cuts out things. He covers for other people. He gets a hand in, and he does an awful lot of that work, which is which is massive in in in, in the fence. The other thing, Chrissy McKeague didn't play against Dublin. I noticed yesterday the two goals conceded yesterday. Chrissy was doing a man marking job on Alton Kelm, and he was actually pulled out on both of those occasions when the goals were scored. So it's it's probably something that the they wouldn't be happy about in the look the look at again. But um, certainly they're, they're they're going well. But look at this; it's going to be the 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 beat Monaghan last year in the semi final. Uh, but they got three or four goals, you know. Uh, so, so with, you know, Mon, I'm sure will be looking forward as well. So it's, it's, it's a setup for a great game. Who's the Who's the best footballer in Derry? In Derry, yeah, such, Paul. Such a question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, look at any the Glen boys will do for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll come at this from a different angle. Who Who is Who is the best footballer in Ulster? Oh, yeah, that's making it even harder. I'll go. I'll go back to the dairy one. Well, if you, if you, yeah, go back to the dairy one then. Um, Get yourself in trouble. Well, as I suppose in in dairy, the 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 only lads who are on the panel at the minute are are Connor Glass, Ethan Doherty, um, Connell McGuckin, and Kieran McFall and. Kieran's an exceptional player, and 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 hopefully he'll he'll get to show that as as the year goes on. Um, Connor and Ethan are two different types of player. Ethan, you know, is a really dynamic player. He's a young lad. He, you know, he's getting better all the time. Uh, but I suppose at the minute, Connor, the way he's playing, and and hopefully, if he can stay injury free, I think he, he he's young and he's 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 really ambitious and he tra- is 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 trying to improve all the time. So he's. Uh, he certainly, he certainly won the top about at the minute. But here, look at there's, there's, you know, there's, there's a lot of players in Derry, and <laughs> there's even more in, in Ulster. You dance very nicely around that. I'm not going to try again. There's no point. <laughs> I reckon we we'll edit that one. <laughs> we will, we'll, we will, we will be talking in in a few minutes about kind of a series of match next weekend. Where obviously the Munster Championship, the Leinster Championship, and the Connacht Championship, we will be talking about all of those games. But before we leave Ulster, I want to talk about Down Donegal and Cavan Mana, a uh, Cavan Armagh, 
which is sitting at the other side. I think there's two fantastic matches in 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 prospect there. And I can't think of anywhere better to be next Saturday evening than than than, than in than in Breffney Park in, in Cavan for that game against um against Arma. How do you see those going, Morris? Uh, I did that. That could be set up to be a trailer. It actually was a trailer. I went to a replay. Uh, was that 2018, the year before? Darren McVitie went away. He got man of the match when they, when they bet him in the replay. Um, two teams that you would could match up very nicely with each other. I think it'll we'll ideally see a, a similar game to what we saw today. Um, I, I said it last week. I think I might have, have no excuses this year. I think they're in terms of raw talent on, on paper, they're they're as good as, as what's out there. So I'll, I'll say Armagh, it's a dangerous game tip in Armagh and Ulster, but um. Uh, I just think there's there's no reason that they shouldn't be. Uh, if they're at the top level, there's no reason they shouldn't be in the final. Yeah, how, how how do you see those games, Maliki? Yeah, two very interesting games. Um, Armagh certainly, I suppose, from their point of view, the, the would be on on what would be considered the easier side of the draw this year. Hey, and uh, I suppose that they'd really be looking to make the breakthrough. Um, the league dis- ended up disappointingly for them. Um, but you would think if the if Rian O'Neill, I'm not sure what the situation was here. If the Rian O'Neill back, uh, Charlie O'Burns was missing the last day as well. If they've all all those back, if they're a fully fit team, you still would think they should come through that game against Calvin. Now Calvin obviously had a good enough league campaign as well, but Armagh would look to be further down the the road and. and Redevelopment and that, you know, so it, it would certainly be disappointing for for Armagh if they didn't if they didn't uh, come out of that. But look at it, it's 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 it should be a good game. Down in Donegal is an interesting one as well, in that I suppose this time last year you would have been expecting Donegal, but things have haven't uh, mm. turned out that well for them. Obviously, Ryan McHugh is is gone from the panel now as well, and and down down you know they're. they're Conor Lavery is over on the twenties as well. They're going well. There's a lot of young lads that's coming through. There's there, there seems to be a good uh, vibe about it. So I wouldn't be surprised if 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 Down won that, you know. So but but it's it's they're they're very hard to call. But you know if you had to ask me, I'd, I'd nearly go maybe for for Down Norma Norley. Um, can I ask you about this? I was asking James a few weeks ago about you know. In the off season, being approached to manage teams, and James finally uh, agreed that three or four teams had been after him in the winter. He was very modest. I'm certain it's far more than that. But um, how many counties were looking for you to manage them last winter? <laughs> I know. Look, there would have been. That doesn't sound like a number, Malachi. No, I don't honestly know, but but was I suppose there was Donegal uh, one of the counties? Did Donegal ask you to manage them last winter? <laughs> uh, I I did I did have I did I did talk to Donegal. I didn't go for an interview or anything else. I did I did talk to them out of courtesy, uh, but I just didn't think you know it was the right fit at the time. And and look at it, I, I was involved with 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 Glenn and. We were working very hard there, and and it, it would have disrupted that. So I, I just I, I wasn't really interested in 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 going anywhere at, at the time. Yeah. So it, it wasn't really going to be a runner, you know. And could you see yourself going back into that world? Yeah, look at all us. You know, I, I I enjoy it. You know, I I really do enjoy it. I enjoy the challenge of it. I I love. 
you know, when you get a group of players who are hungry to improve, and that, that's the whole fun of it is is is, is trying to improve them and, and, and trying to get that that uh, you know collective uh, mentality among the group and so on. But uh, so no, I, look, at I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't rule it out. There's no point in me saying I would and and then suddenly appearing somewhere. But but no, I'm I'm happy where I am at the minute. I'm really enjoying the the, the club football and the boys are great, giving a great effort. So uh, that's that's. I'm happy there for the, for the time being, Anna. I and I, 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 in in preparing for for you coming on today, I went back and I went back through the records, and there's no easy way to put this, but your record is phenomenal. At everywhere you've gone, you've won. So, but I want to ask you the question from a different angle. Is there any county you'd really like to manage? <laughs> No, I look at it. To be honest, there, there's, there's not, there's nothing that that you no know, jumps out at me like that or anything else. You know, it's, it's. Uh, look at it, and I'm sure James is the same. You, you really, I really appreciate any, any, anybody coming on and and, and feeling that I would have the necessary attributes to to manage. It's a big job nowadays managing county teams, and it's it's it's, it's a massive responsibility. Hey, and you have to be ready for it, but but I also think you have to you have to look at it and see is is it the right fit? To, you know what has gone before, what what's their aspirations? You know, and so yeah, there's a lot of things you have to weigh up before you'd you'd jump in anyway. You know, so uh, but uh, it's uh, no so to, <laughs> to answer your question, there, there's there, there is nobody you know that that I'm I'm a Fermanagh man and and. Obviously, you know, I'm, I did manage for Mana, and it, you know, it's, I suppose your own county is, is special, you know. And but uh, hey, after that, it's not. It's, there's no one. No one stands. Yeah, right. it's to find the right. It's to find mm. find yeah. the right fit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. J- James, to look at those before we move out of Ulster, to look at those games. How do you see those games? With, with... Yeah, they're, they're interesting games. Um, Armagh have been critical enough of Armagh and the, the sort of straight jacket they've they've put themselves in um, over recent weeks and throughout the towards the end of the league so i do think they have the players though i think if they can can be a bit more courageous in how they play i i, I think Armagh could be could be um very very strong but i don't know if they're going to be or they can they can release themselves that quickly so Cavan at home will be will be tricky they'll be well organized um with with, with james burke up there they'll be fit and, and 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 ready to go so that could be that could be a very close game very very close game and with with, with Cavan possibly sneaking it um the other one like our Donegal gonna find something in 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 the rubble i suppose in the in the mess that's there you know is there something that they can maybe pin their cause on um to to, to try and get to get uh, something out of out of out of this year you know ryan McHugh, as malik said is he's just a phenomenal player and a, and a massive a massive loss uh, another hit really for for the team so i i i don't know can they can they round it together to 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 go against what will be a, a fast running young youthful youthful team that you know down you know that feel of that the county's on the up is there so so i i think down uh will come through that yeah if we if we look we will we, we'll do a wrap at the end where we where we give our predictions on on all of these matches but i, I want to go now to roscommon galway james what's it like for those people who've never been there What's the hide like in in Roscommon for a, a really serious Connacht Championship match? Um, well, they did the surface up a few years ago. It's 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 a 
beautiful pitch to play on now the height uh there's a lovely that spongy sort of spring to it. it's a really good really good surface it wasn't always thus you know you can remember photos of i remember alan dillon going for a ball in the 211 or 12 and it just hit a puddle and he couldn't couldn't get it up off the ground but but it's it's it, it's a it's a fantastic ground now and the dressing rooms are underneath the stand and it's 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 boisterous it's noisy all all, all around and and look at roscommon have have some some supporters over there uh, anytime we've gone there it's been a battle um absolutely battle they're they're a tough team to play against they're a good team um and they've got a sprinkling of very strong players strong character strong physically you know i.e the dailies throughout the team that that um make them a very solid outfit so so it's it's a, it's a tough place to go um for for sure but that's going to be a fascinating game with Galway. um I think if Galway have their players and Phil, I don't know, and Morris, you might have a better handle. Is, is Killian McDade? Is he back? Is he around? Is he is he going to play much this year? If Killian McDade is back into the middle of the field, Damien Comer's got another you know three weeks since the league final. He'll be fitter. Shane Wall should be even sharper, and Rob Finnerty as well, who 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 wasn't fit going into the league final, will be a bit fitter. And Johnny Heaney will be back. Play probably a full game. Patrick it's Kelly good. on his way back to and Patrick Kelly as well. Like that, I think Galway's front seven, if you like, you know, and including their midfield front seven, front eight, are really, really strong. And if they're fit uh, and healthy, um, you know, I, I think they'll be confident going over to the height um, that, that that they'll take Roscommon. Morris, uh, I think this will be a dog of a game. Um, I, I think it'll be the opposite of what we saw today. Uh, last year was probably I think that was an anomaly. Right? The, the, both the league final and the, the game of Bristol Stadium. But you go back over the, the record of Gallagher's coming, particularly in the height. I remember the year before you bet them in the kind of twenty twenty one. I'd say uh, Gallagher was coming. It was one of the worst games I've seen in a long time. Uh, that they you know the weather was atrocious too. But I think the Roscommon will look back on that kind of final last year and see how Shane Walsh carved him up and the damage Jamie Comer did and said that's we priority number one and number two there we have to circle off that so I think this game could be um, could be uh, one for the purest so to speak so, so and and James in answer to that about players I think Killian McDade will play um, I think Patrick Kelly will probably be back soon enough I think their panel has come together they're coming together really, really well um, for these couple of weeks, and I think it's a huge game for Galway um, for 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 doing what, what. What do you? How do you find Galway, Maliki? Yeah, I was very impressed with them during the national league, and that obviously had, had players missing and, and so on. But but I thought they were they were playing well, and you know, knowing that they were going to improve as the year went on. I saw them in the last game against Kerry, and I thought they were very impressive that day. Again, I thought you know the some of the scores that worked and and the way they were uh, linking up as a team was was very impressive. But then I was I was down at the at the league final against me and I was very disappointed in them that day. I didn't I didn't I was I just didn't think they they got going uh, at all. And it sort of it, it sort of maybe threw them up in a different light. But I would imagine that that you'll see the best of them. I think that they will they will have improved since last year. They've added a few different players in. Um and uh, 
I, I think they'll be there thereabouts, you know, in, in the final reckoning uh, Sunday could be, as, as the boys are saying, I'm sure it'll be a, a dogfight and it, it, there's not, it's, there might be that much pretty football. But again, as, as James says there, if you have Damien Comer on the edge of the square, if you have Shane Walsh, hey, maybe playing a wee bit closer to goals where, where, he's, where he really causes danger. Um, and then Matthew Tierney, who, who again didn't really get going in the league final, but I thought he's nearly the standout player in the National League. He was really, you know, he's a great all-round footballer, showed great leadership skills. And then if they, if 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 Killian McDade's back in the middle of the field, they found a, new, a couple of new defenders as well. And you no, know, they 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 look as if they're they're really going to be you know there thereabouts this year. And I, I think Ross Common have managed to produce some brilliant players in in the last while and i see their younger players i know Derek craig's been injured but ben o'carroll like just absolutely excellent in the league and and again against mayo in a kind of a thankless job he did an unbelievable amount of work against mayo and the the, the if anybody actually wants to see how to play selflessly as an inside forward the video of of ben o'carroll against mayo is it is it, uh, it it pays watching uh, it it, pay, it pays watching on this and I, I i will say to anyone who hasn't been to hyde park to uh, to to a championship match that it's a great place to go uh, to just for, just for atmosphere i went down the train there when i was 18 uh, we got the train out from tullamore myself and my friend Parik gallagher uh, fairly green uh, on the way down and uh, it was it was a challenge to make it back but it was um it's it's a great place it's a great place to go to football. On the previous day, and we'll talk, we spoke a lot about New York last week, but in the other provinces, in the other provinces, Kerry and Dublin make their seasonal championship bows, Malachi. How are, are they your tips for the All Ireland final? Or are you deviating from this? Um, it, it, it is. It's. It's. As I said before, it's. It's sort of we're going into the unknown this year a wee bit, and. and um, Kerry, Kerry play Tipperary this weekend. You expect them to get through that. They'll play the winners of Limerick or Clare in a monster final. You'd expect them to get through that. And you know, I don't mean this in any disrespectful way, but going on previous years, they've been able to navigate those teams fairly comfortably, which means they're then going into the the the, the league format, if you like, without expending that much energy. On the other hand, you might have teams like, for example, Monaghan. Monaghan put in a big performance today to, to, to beat their own. If they want to get to an Ulster final, they'll have to put in a massive performance again to beat Derry. If they wanted to uh, win the Ulster title, they would have to put in a massive performance again to beat whoever comes through the other side. Now, Kerry are then sitting, waiting, you know, and, and so it's, it's it's very much about this year, our, 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 which teams get it right. That's great to come, to come through like that there if you don't pick up injuries and you're battle hard and so on. But if you're picking up injuries along the way and that 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 that's affecting you, some of the teams yeah. are able to get through easier and they're sitting there with three games to play in the in the in the league format, and then that's still only taking you through to an all-iron quarterfinal. So there's an awful lot more football to be played this year. And I suppose it'll, it 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 remains to be seen who judges it right and what's the right way to go about it. And I suppose we'll we'll not know that to the end of the year. But but getting back, I still do. I still think Dublin look look 
very good. I think they, they, they look as if they're improving all the time. And I, I just get the sense from the outside that they, they just are like a team that, that really feel this is, a, this is a year that they have to get back to the to the top of the three. You know, when you see that the, the players who are coming back, obviously Paul Mannion, Jack McCaffrey, even Stephen Cluxon back. And it just there's there's a sense just that I just think with James McCarthy as captain as well, he has been a phenomenal player, probably the best player pound for pound in Ireland this last ten years. And I just just without no one running else, I just get a feeling that that those players would love to win an All Ireland with with him as 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 captain. So I just think there's a there's a lot of reasons why Dublin are, will be very hard to beat. And obviously then when it comes to Croke Park. It's you know their experience of playing there and their their calmness and just their composure in on the biggest days in front of the biggest crowds that has to be a massive advantage as well and they're they're so used to that you know nearly all of the team has went through that before knows how to do it I think that counts for an awful lot come to the later stages of the championship as well yeah it's interesting isn't it the, the this this idea of those guys who are all in their 30s you know there's going to Dublin are going to field a team when it comes down to the to, to the business end of the championship that's going to include a lot of guys possibly up to 10 guys who are in their 30s which is significant on one level but then if you look at Monaghan today Carl O'Connell um Conor McManus at least in their mid 30s 36 37 35 and that's Wiley that Hughes, shows, yeah. Wiley Hughes, Darren yeah, Darren Hughes. Hughes. Um, what, like that's it shows you the capacity, and I know this is your your background is as a PE teacher, and I know you've uh, you, you you have a lot of expertise in in that area. Would you worry for those guys in their thirties in Crow Park in the intensity of championship when it comes down to it? I, I, I don't really think so. Again, I suppose it, it, it depends on their lead up to it, and that's why I'm saying it. it you know. If you pick up an old Darren with off injured today, and it depends now over the next couple of weeks how much training Darren is he able to get, and that that's I suppose that's the danger. Um, you know, teams that maybe have an easier route through will be able to uh, tailor that better and and nearly make sure that their 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 big players are all there and in good health at the right time of the year. Um, you know, some of the teams maybe going through also that who 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 are keen to win Ulster. It's it's a hard, there's no doubt it's a harder route through, and that might take a toll as as time goes on. But again, we don't know that, and only time will tell. But certainly, if you pick up injuries, it 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 you know it it could have an effect. Um, the thing about you know the, the older boys, I, I think all those boys now are are looking after themselves so well. I would I would imagine the the numbers they're posting and their GPS and everything else is probably no different now than it was you know, seven or eight years ago. So I wouldn't I wouldn't expect it to, to be any real negative for them, to be honest. Yeah, in, in terms of pulling in terms of pulling that together. What we're gonna do now is we're gonna go around the, the matches that are being played next week and we're gonna call winners uh in all of these games. And it's we we will start with the Leinster Championship. Uh, which is obviously um, has some matches in it. Well, at least one match that you, 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 we shouldn't struggle to call. So all of these matches are on Sunday afternoon of of next weekend, which is quite traditional uh, in in terms of the of, of how to do this. So Dublin Leash Morris are playing in Port Leash um, next Sunday at at three thirty. Who are you shouting for there? Who are you calling there? I won't say who are you shouting for. <laughs> who, are you call, who are you calling in that one? 
Dublin. Dublin. James. Ah, uh, yeah, Dublin by a Dublin. By a Malachy, Dublin, I, yeah, I think I think yeah. we'll uh, we'll agree on that one. Um, Morris Kildare Wicklow, how are you thinking about this? I was listening to Oshin actually on the GA social uh, this week, and um, Thomas Nimblock asked him a great great question. He asked him, "Was it a winnable game?" And Oshin just took two beats and he said, "Yes, it is a winnable game." Do you think this is a game that Wicklow will win, Morris? Uh no, I I don't. I think um, it is definitely. Winnable. And if the same Kildare that turned up in some other league games, particularly against Derry, turns up, uh, you could see well a Wicklow exploiting it. But uh, if Kildare are batting about them, I think this has been a lovely block to, to get a bit of work done, put right what went wrong in the league. Uh, I keep going back to their trust in their... What the, you know, I feel like you say the same thing about teams like Donegal and Armagh, but on paper they have so much talent. And um, I just think you have, to, you have to put your faith in that. James? Yeah, something something not working with Kildare, not link, connecting, or, or something something's wrong for them to be so up and down during during the league. But as Mara said, I, I do think Kildare have have a, a lot of really good players. So um, in in this one, regardless, they, they I think they'll pull through. Yeah, Malachi, how do you read Kildare? What do you what, what way do you look at them? Yeah, just the same as as the other boys. You know, you do looking as a big county. They seem to have a lot of talented players, but the, the, for whatever reason, they, they don't seem to be fulfilling their potential the way you would feel. But um, I do, and, and Oshin has done has done good work in, in Wicklow and Scotland. But but we would still imagine that it it would be a massive upset if 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 Wicklow beat Kildare. So I would still fancy Kildare to come through that one. Yeah, um, I, I, I would too. Okay, um, the Westmead against Loud, Morris. That's yeah, that's the pick of the games in, in Leicester for me. I think that's a really interesting game. There's a lot of talk about. Uh, I know Loud fans got pretty worked up about the coverage afforded them by RTE, and they would lay claim, perhaps rightly, to being the second team, best second best team in the province. This is their their chance to to prove it. Now, I think, despite all that, their their record in Leicester is is not good. I think they've won is it two games in the last five years. Um, they bet Carlo. They, Put five goals past Carlo last year, and they bet Wexford maybe in 2019. They actually brought you to our to extra time one year as well. Paul. Yeah, in, in Navin, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But beyond that, yeah, they haven't had um, haven't had a good record. On the flip side, then Westmead, I think it's kind of time to to put the foot down. I know they're talent cup uh, winners and they're automatic qualified, but even still, you're a fourth seed at that. Um, the interesting about this is there's going to be a collision of styles. Like Westmead, there, I remember interviewing Larkin Dolan after the Talton Cup final last year, and he spoke very openly about. How drilled they were for for goals. He actually said that when Roland Wallace scored that goal against Offaly, it was like a, a sigh of relief within the dressing room because they've been telling them for weeks, just keep making that run, eventually it will pay off. That they just drilled that over and over again. I think they scored fourteen goals in the fourteen or fifteen goals in the in the league this year. And then you've got Loud, who on the flip side don't concede goals. They're, they're, they're right tile. So, and all that said, I'll uh, I'll go for Westmead. James, yeah, t- I think it's going to be very tight. Um, Loud, obviously. Um, you know, on the on, on the up uh, with, with with Mickey, we've talked about them over the over the weeks. Westmead, like, it, yeah, it's time to it's time to get going. You know, they, I don't know. You know, their qualification for the All Ireland, what what it did to them, or did it impact them, or did they, you know, take things for granted a bit during the leagues? But uh, it's time. So so you'd expect them to put in a massive performance, and, and Loud will will keep them really honest. You, you you know, they know they need to play at their best to to beat Loud. So so I'm sneaking suspicion that that Westmead might come come firing. Maliki. 
Yeah, again, it's, it's a it's a tricky one to call, um, and probably as Morris says, it is a, a very much a clash of styles. The one thing I would say about Louth is that they've got used to playing that way. They've been doing it for the last couple of years um, uh, since Mickey and Gavin have been down there. Um, I just have a sneaking suspicion that Louth could win it. I think that they'll be set up, you know, very strong defensively. Westmead will will uh, find it hard to break them down, and then the, the, the you know the, they might be able to uh, catch them on the counter attack and that sort of thing. So I, I just think maybe Louth might come through that one. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm with you on that one, Malachi. And now, Morris, we will talk about the actual pick of the games in Leinster this weekend, which is the mead Offley clash in uh, in the Maracanã and Tullamore. Uh, Morris, how do you see this one going? Uh, I, I, another similar thing looking at Meads, a similar thing to West Mead, actually, they are really reliant on, on goals that they're, they're going to press for that. Um, it sounds like Offley probably dropped off as mob against Longford and weren't as winning this game. I have a sneak suspicion that I think Offaly will, will win this game. Uh, you'll be devastated to hear, Paul, because you've got a, an awful habit of tipping against them on, on this podcast. <laughs> James, I'll, I'll come back to that in a second. <laughs> yeah, Offaly at home, will be, you'd expect them to be very strong and determined and dogged. Mead, not sure what's where where they are. Um, You, you know, the league... And start off very well, and you know, obviously, Colum's trying to bring in a different style, a different approach, all that kind of stuff. Is that embedded enough now? Have they changed that in the last few weeks to try and have a go at championship? You know, I don't know. There's a lot of unknowns about me. Um, whereas I think we know what we're going to see off off Offaly. So, so home championship game, a sneaky, sneaky feeling that Offaly could take that. Maliki. Yeah, um, again, Meath, just, it's been a very disappointing campaign for them. Uh, they, they started off well. I saw them in a couple of games, and, and just as, as James saying there, Colin was, you know, so, 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 was uh, very much um, wanted to play a more expansive game and kicking the ball a lot, and that, that certainly didn't work, you know, you know, with teams setting up very well defensively, you know, and, and they were caught out. Uh, you know, I watched the Derry game in particular, and and, and you know, and, and Dublin as well, and they didn't. It, it just wasn't working for them. Uh, I'd still expect it's a it's a big game for me. Um, uh, you know, and I just think that they would have they have the talent there to to be able to beat Offaly, and I think it's one that they really have to win. Uh, so I just think that me that it might sneak that one, although it's 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 certainly not a, a foregone conclusion. So I think one of the hardest things in Gaelic games when you're talking about matches that are about to be played, whether it's your own club or your own county, I think it's 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 a really exceptionally difficult thing to do to separate emotion and reason and work out who's going and not going to win. So the way I'll come the way I'll come at this one and calling it is to say that the last time Offaly played in O'Connor Park was against Down in a game that if Offaly had won it, they had a great chance to be promoted to Division Two. And Offaly got a kicking from Down. They got a school they were schooled by Down when it came down to it. And that's the last time they played on that pitch. So I will be really interested to see if Offaly footballers had a kick after that experience. However, as Morris pointed out, I did tip slightly Longford to beat Offaly the last day. So I'm going to stick with that in hope that I repeat my <laughs> failure of the last day and I'm going to tip Mead, uh, who are middle of Division 2. Off, Mead are a middle of Division 2 team and Offaly have been a middle of Division 3 team. So I think the logic says that Mead will win. 
Paul, can I um, say one, one thing on that? Just to, like the, there's a total fallacy. We're we're making predictions here on a, a Sunday. What will make this a lot more interesting is if Thursday or Friday morning when we see the 26s. Like whatever chance you would have given for Mana when you saw the 26 come and no Sean Quigley in it, I think that was uh, like like I thought you were really unfairly criticised uh, on the BBT particular on Saturday. But I still think that uh, when those when we see 26 for this game in particular, you'd have a lot more better sense of uh, how that game will go. Okay, let's talk about the Monster Championship. Uh, Kerry, Tip, Morris. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if, if, if any of you saw Declan Brown talking after the, the Tipperary game. Yeah, I thought it was a brilliant interview. I thought it was a brilliant interview. Yeah, I thought so too, yeah. I thought it was very, really honest, but uh, when you've got a sector coming out and saying, we've got no hope in the next game, I think it gives you a fairly damning indictment. But he said, he, but he said straight out, we're not going to win. Yeah, he did. He also and, said and, it was a, a, free, a free shot. And I think there's, yeah, there's no harm in... Like, why would you dress it up as anything different? I think there's anything less than that is kind of would he be patronizing to his own players or or to us? So, uh, but he it doesn't mean that, he's uh, not, it doesn't mean they're not going to try or try and get something out of the game, but but he's he's just saying it straight out. Uh, like Tipperary re- relegated from Division Three playing the All Ireland Champions. Like, there's no point in I, I, I haven't remarkably enough. I'll tip Kerry as well, James. <laughs> yeah, look, Kerry to 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 win this at their at, at their ease. Yeah, Maliki. Yeah, I would obviously expect Kerry uh, to win it, um, and it'll it'll be interesting to see if they have any newcomers. You would expect maybe that they'll, they'll they'll have two or three maybe new faces. I suppose that's something they'll be trying to do to maybe shake things up a wee bit and and, and freshen things up. So expect them maybe to have a couple of newcomers in there, and you would you would think that it'll be should be a comfortable victory for them. Uh, Claire Limerick in the other semi final, Morris. Uh, there's a bang of Roscommon Mayo off this for me. I think a, a lot of people had Claire penciled in to be Munster finalist straight away after the after the court game. Um, and Limerick are looking back and there's a limit. There's two sides of this Limerick. There's Limerick who were carved open by them. They lost by was it 14 points in the league when they were already relegated. There's also the Limerick that bet them last year in a, a Munster championship on penalties. Um, I, I have an interview with uh, Mark Fitz in the which is been the examiner this week um went on to met him in court this, and uh i think but since you know the fallout from the right empty stuff limerick have, have shaken it up they've brought in uh a member of their stats team last year has come on into their backroom team they've got a, a good bank solid of work done so i i wouldn't i expect this game to be a lot closer than a lot of people think but i still think claire will, will win it yeah i think i think exactly the same exactly the same way james yeah again it's more more at all there but you, you know since Ray Dempsey's left, there was obviously on 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 unrest there. You know their league campaign was whatever it was. Uh, but what what's happened since then? You know, you know it can be a great rallying cause and all that kind of stuff. And players unite and you know they need to show now what they're capable of. You know because the management have gone or whatever. So that can be used as a as a great motivational tool. Um, I suppose I don't. I don't think it'll be enough against Clare, though. I, you know, I, I strongly back back Clare. It could be. It could be scary. It could be scary. You know, and, and tight enough. But but I do expect Clare to to come through. Yeah, it'd be the same. And that Clare and Ferris have, have shown great consistency over the last number of years, and and would seem to be a wee bit ahead of of Limerick. And you would you would expect them to come through, but I'm sure it it, it, it would probably be fairly tight. But I would I would think they'll come through by a few points. In up, matchups up the weekend, Paul, if you're if you're looking for for matchups to watch out for this weekend, uh, watch 
I'd say Podge Collins and Keane Sheehan running after each other with with Vanny Mantai, they'll, they'll cover Martin ground in, in that game. I think that, that the two of them chasing after them. Podge Collins and, and Matty Taylor was good, but this could be this could be box office. This is going to be player cam, is it? Is, <laughs> this, this, this is put the thing around. The most common championship, Morris Sligo, New York. Uh, I Sligo for me. But I every, the soundings from New York. I think that I, I did get a, a bang of we're happy with our lot. To be honest, off the uh, now maybe that's. Uh, they're setting another trap here, but I definitely got the sense after the last game. I think they, they didn't go back training until the following Friday. They're flying on a Wednesday. Even that turn on itself is is tricky. The fact that they're dealing with the ordeal of travelling that um, that Leitrim dealt with last time. So I'd say I'd say Sligo. James, I, I think New York. I think it's been chaos since the since <laughs> the, the, the victory. You know, and victories like that can be hard to deal with. You know, particularly your first championship win. You know, and you, from the Sunday game right through to every paper and every blog I, I, or every podcast you've seen, you've seen New York players on it. So there's a huge, there's a huge, uh, I suppose, connection of that, huge emotion of that. They're they're involved. You know, will they be able to, you know, on the flight over, get together and get settled and and you know, put in a performance like they can? I, I, I'm not sure they'll be able. To, I think Sligo will be too good to, you know, to. You know, to get into a Connacht final, get into the All Ireland series, Connacht or Sligo will be, they'll be humming for, for for this game. They'll have the scare that you know because they've had a few battles with, with Leitrim over the last few years, so they'll know that New York aren't a bad team. They'll know they'll know that, but they they'll be able to make sure that that just sharpen them up. I think, and look, I, see, I expect Sligo to come through. Maliki, yeah, I think if if Sligo would have had the travel, I think it would have made made it more interesting. But yeah, uh, just as the boys say, I'm sure in New York it it it, it was a a massive performance and a, a massive occasion for them, and, and I'm sure they've enjoyed it. And uh, they'll come over; they'll they'll make, uh, put on, have, have a make a good account of themselves. But I just would think Sligo, if you look at their trajectory, they're they're, they're gradually improving. Tony McIntyre has been there now, maybe is it three years he's been there, and I would this is this is a big game for them. They really need to be winning this and and making no mistakes and getting to a conic final. So I think. They, they, they'll make sure that they, they don't slip up in this one, so I'd expect them to win. Yeah, same here. I think it's a real pity New York didn't have one more week. If they had one more week, it might give them a bit more of a rattle at it, but I also do still think they'll have a rattle in the in the Talchon if uh, if this goes the other way. So finally, up to up to Ulster. Uh, we'll start with Kevin Armagh, Morris. Yeah, I, I say Armagh, and I say down in the other game. Okay, Armagh down. James? Yeah, I, I think Cavan could um, could 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 sneak it. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure of our, our ma, how, how, how fluid they're going to be. Uh, I think Down will will with with the upsurge that's in Down at, at the moment. I think they'll they'll come through a Donegal and and what the the state they're in. Maliki, the two winners there. Yeah, again, Cavan. There's no doubt Cavan home venue. It's it's, it's going to mean a lot to them, and and they they'll be praying for it. I just feel that. Armagh really needed, um, and I think you know if 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 they get the you know their, their best performance, I think they, they should have a wee bit, um, you know, in hand over Cavan. So I'd expect Armagh to win it, but it, 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 it'll certainly get a scare. And on the other one, as I said earlier, I just think that the 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 problems Donegal have had is it's very hard just to, to keep everything on an even keel, and when you know things aren't perfect in the background, and it's, it's very hard to get momentum when things are like that. Uh, and just down, might have just down, probably just you know, probably again on a sort of an upward trajectory at the minute. And and I think they might just just uh, win that one, yeah. 
Yeah, I think uh, I think it'll be Arma and and Down as well. Before we finish, um, I think okay, so we're we're well into Sunday evening, late into Sunday night at this stage. I read Maliki that after Monaghan's victories or after the various victories, that you leave the players at it. Is that right? <laughs> that, uh, I've heard that myself, and then uh, I sort of. That that story grows legs, and then people do ask me now when 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 I've been with teams and lucky enough to celebrate teams, they ask me, "Are you not supposed to be going home at this stage?" <laughs> <laughs> no. Will there be a party in Monaghan tonight? <laughs> I'd say there would, all right, eh? No, hey, no, that I don't know where that one came out of. Certainly, um, you know. Well, like, did you do you do you think like managers going out with teams? Do you do you see any any issue with it? No problem. Look at it. It's my own personal opinion. After you win championship matches, and and you know, I I, I wouldn't be big into hanging about after after like that. But when you win the trophy or something like that, I I, I do think it's it, it's it's uh, mm. it's good. I just I just feel that it's important that you know sometimes that when you're over a team, you have to keep a certain distance, and it's just it's I always feel it's good to see that the players see that you're that you're human like everyone else, and you can have a bit of crack and let the hair down. Uh, even if you haven't got much of it, but uh, so no, um, no, I, I, I think it's good, and the, the boys enjoy it as long as obviously the you know it doesn't go too far on like that, you know. But uh, where did no, you stand on that, James? Where, where did you stand on that socializing with players? Um, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a tricky one. I usually, if if you know, you got you got to celebrate victories, you, you know, particularly in I think the GA, there's definitely so. I'd usually, if we're going for drinks, I'd, I'd, I'd go for one, two, and I'd, I'd, I'd sneak off then with some of the other management team into a quieter location and let the, let the, let the players go. It'd be something along those lines. So, so yeah, it just go out and, and mark the moment and then, then scuttle out the side door um, fairly quickly, you know? Yeah. That's very sensible, lads. Very, proud of you. <laughs> very sensible. Usually, that usually happened. Usually, that's, that's for public consumption. I know. Yeah, it's just gonna say. <laughs> Once we get off this call, we can get the truth out. That's right. I'll next week. I'd like to thank um, Larry Ryan for running this podcast as well. To Adrian Russell, to Raf Rocker, to Jack Neville, to Tony Lean, and to everyone at uh, Examiner Sport. A huge thanks to Malik O'Rourke for for joining us. This evening, I'm still at a loss to know which of the four counties in Ulster he was shouting for over the weekend. But we'll leave it. We'll leave. It. Well, I know the man, of course. But um, a huge thanks to James as well, James Horn, for joining us today. Tomorrow's Brosnan, Bimish Harnashkalua, Gamil Magriff. A grey no right. A grey no Tip the scale. Just remember that. Then. There's a small bit of a needle there. Come on, Mayo. You've got to get Andy Moran into the game. Listen, victory.